All right. So, Matt, I was looking at our show calendar and I'm actually really worried about our show calendar. Really? How come? Well, it's days are numbered. (laughs) (laughs) Should have saw that one coming. Yeah, yeah. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Now, pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is Graveyard Tales. (laughs) All right, everybody, here we are again. Matt, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good deal. So we real quick want to say um, go check out the Podbelly Network at podbelly.com. You can find some different shows to listen to if you want to. Uh, It's good company to be in with all the different shows that are there. Um, And you can find different things on podcasting, information that you might not know. Very helpful website, very helpful community. So go check them out, podbelly.com. We also want to thank tonight's sponsor, Every Plate. Uh, we will talk a little bit more about them later. Um, while you're on the internet surfing around, looking up pictures of what we're talking about tonight, you can also go over to patreon.com slash graveyard tales and sign up to become a patron for us. We've got one, five, and ten dollar um, packages that you can sign up for, and each one has different bonus things that you get um, for our $10 members, they get an ad free video version of every episode. We do that every time we record, we record the video and we put it up there for our $10 patrons and our five and $10 patrons. They get video versions of the bonus episodes that we put up and we try to do at least one bonus episode a week. Every now and then we do two on there if they're shorter, but go check us out, patreon.com slash graveyard tales. So that's all I've got for the intro, Matt. Very short, simple intro this time. Uh, it's weird for us, I know. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but why don't you tell us, what what are we talking about tonight, brother? Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about something that is a fairly new uh Phenomenon, mm-hmm. cryptid, alien, phenomenated. <laughs> no one's really sure. Tonight we're going to discuss uh, the Fresno night crawlers. If you haven't seen this, go check it out. I mean, it, it the the videos of these things are. They're they're pretty compelling. I mean, you know, it's it's strange. It's unlike anything I've ever seen mm-hmm. or researched. So, I you know, it's really hard to explain. There's a lot of people that have looked and analyzed these things, and we're going to talk about them tonight and let you decide what it might be. Right. So, because these uh, these these night crawlers are so new, there's not just a plethora of information out there mm-hmm. um adam and i when we started comparing notes we realized 
we had all the same stuff. Yep. So there, there's a surprising um, dearth of information about this. Yeah. It's crazy. But I think it's it's just because it is such a, a recent thing. Yeah. Um. So what we decided to do is uh, Adam is going to take the lead on this. Much we've done this in the past, and uh, I'm I'm going to jump in with some discussion topics, some uh, some observations, and and witty quips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this is going to be interesting. He's got confidence in himself tonight. I, I do. I do. <laughs> so as we always say, go check our sources. You can find where we found the information below and you can continue the research um, on this topic if you would like. But, you know, on on the topic of these being so new, like Matt was talking about, a lot of the cryptid books I have are older. So they don't really include anything about the night crawlers in it because they're such a modern <sighs> cryptid. I, I mean, I'll use that term for now, but we'll get into, you know, it might not be a cryptid. Um, but, you know, we, we had to go to newer sources, online sources. Um, like we said, there's a dearth of information there. So um, believe it or not, Ranker actually had, for once, a decent rundown of some of the sightings and all that kind of stuff. So uh, some of this information actually comes from a Ranker article about it. And then there's some other things thrown in there. But let's go ahead and get into it here. Um, a lot of video footage of cryptids is actually easily debunked by video analysis. But the weird thing about the Nightcrawler video is that the videos actually seem to be legit. According to the experts on the sci-fi channels, fact or faked, faking these mysterious creatures would prove to be a difficult task. And I'll talk more about that here at the end when we talk about possible theories and, and fakes and stuff like that. But the video... That is out there from Fresno. That first video that we'll talk about has it's been looked over and they say there's no tampering involved in the video, which you can, you know, I don't know how they do it. But if you're a professional video um, analyzer, uh, you know, a forensic video person, you can figure out how that's done and if the video has been tampered with uh, and they yeah. say that it has not been tampered with. So it, it's kind of like Photoshop, you know, you can, you can layer things over the top of videos. Um, you know, you can, uh, you know, import different images. You can, you know, run two videos together to manipulate what the video actually looks like. But all of those leave kind of a, uh, a paper trail. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a fingerprint there. So when, um, when, when you really analyze it, you can tell. I mean, in in reality, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm just I'm talking <laughs> out of my room. I've done I've done very little video editing, um, but I've done enough to know that when you when you make changes to a video like that, um, there's going to be some evidence of it left behind. Right. You know, when you've got a digital file, there's information that's stored and, you know, people that 
um, that know what they're doing can actually make those determinations. It's not always easy. I mean, people get really good at this stuff. Oh, yeah. Especially nowadays. Know how to hide their tracks. But for the most part, you know, you can you you can make an assertion that this this is legit or it's been doctored footage. So, yeah, I do a little bit of video editing for the show, but it's nothing like that. Um, and it, it always amazes me what people can do with video editing when you get somebody that's really good at it. Um, oh, yeah. the things that they can do. And it makes me jealous because I, I know very little. And the software is so user friendly now. Yeah. That even amateurs yeah. can, can really make some high quality video, um, with the editing tools that's available to them. I mean, look at TikTok. I mean, these are, you know, people just using a, you know, a smartphone and, they're they're whipping out professional looking content. It's it's quite impressive. Yep. Now the thing you have to remember is this video came out. Um, I'll talk about it in a second, but it came out into the public eye in two thousand seven. So yeah, so it it predates all of that stuff. Right. That's what I was going to say. Is back then. They were just starting to get like at home video editing stuff, but it was still mainly you had to be trained and work in a place that had this software. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind when we discuss all of this stuff that it came out in 2007. So it was recorded either 2007 or, uh, you know, 2006. So it would have been more difficult to do this at home. But this goes on to say that the Fresno Nightcrawler, also known as the Fresno Alien, is a cryptid that has made two appearances so far. One in Fresno, California, and the other in Yosemite National Park, or Yosemite, as a friend of mine used to say. <laughs> you been to Yosemite? Seriously? Yeah, he said, you been to Yosemite National Park? I said, no, but I've heard of Yosemite. And then, no, it's pronounced Yosemite. No, I guarantee you it's pronounced Yosemite. <laughs> Yosemite sounds like uh, something our Australian friends would put on eat. toast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like some you like Yosemite? And, yeah, like some Yosemite and some toast, mate. <laughs> um, but both of these were in California. Um, now, in both sightings, it's only seen in video footage. However, a man in Poland has also claimed to have seen the creature. It is said to resemble the Carmel area creature. Now, we'll talk about the Carmel area creature in a minute. But let's talk about what the Fresno Nightcrawler looks like, its appearance. Now, the Fresno Nightcrawler, uh, they appear to be relatively short creatures, about one and a half meters. So three foot and a meter per se. So it's about three to four feet. Um, with most of the height being made up of their legs as they possess an extremely small upper body. And if you look at it, the video, grainy video, it looks kind of like a pair of pants walking in a field. That's it. That's it. It's it's like a haunted pair of pants. mm -hmm. If you starch your pants too much and then got them in a stiff breeze, they'd walk across the field like that. (laughs) 
It reminds me of the schmoo. Do you know? Do you remember the schmoo? Vaguely, yeah. Vaguely. You know, it was a little white blob that could turn into other stuff. I think it was oh, a yeah, Hanna-Barbera yeah, yeah. cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I think it started as a comic book, I think. Yeah, I, I kind of do remember that now. Um, Now, they say it's hard to find details in the upper body of the cryptid due to the poor quality of the footage that we have. Um, But it, it is an extremely thin, white humanoid creature with no discernible arms. So if there is a head on it, and most of the artist renditions of it, um, I'm looking over my shoulder here because I have a pennant on my wall that has the Fresno Nightcrawler on it. And I got it with my Cryptid Crate uh, subscription when I was a Cryptid Crate member. Shout out to them. Um, but the artist there, it's really long legs and then just a small round head on top of these legs is what they drew. Yeah. And I mean, that you can you can infer that from the video but there's no there's no real way to say yeah these things have a head it 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 just kind of a ball shape sitting on top of two long legs now there in one of the videos there was two separate creatures there was a a larger one and a smaller one and a larger specimen appears to have webbing connected from each knee to the torso. So it kind of looks like in the early 2000s when dude w- dudes would wear, I'm guilty of this, large parachute pants and sag them. Oh, so, yeah. It's like, it's like MC Hammer pants. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, you know, in the early 2000s, we had Jinkos and, and stuff like that. And it was like you were sagging your Jinkos. So the crotch is down about the knee area. And so that's kind of what this looks like is two legs moving, but they've got like a webbing type material from the knee up. Um, Now, these cryptids appear to have very short, thin and stilt like feet. So it's hard to judge the exact characteristics of the cryptids and the footage due to the poor quality, like we said. Now. You can kind of see that there there are feet there, but they're very thin, very short. And it's almost like stilt legs. If mm-hmm. the if the legs stilt legs had slight bends in the knee, but like you and I were talking, they don't really bend the knee much. It's a weird, like the whole leg kind of move. Like you said it perfect when you said it was like tentacles. If you've ever mm-hmm. seen an octopus walk on on the sea floor the way their tentacles kind of move out and they just kind of roll out and then roll back in. That's kind of the way these legs look. Now it, it, it definitely has that appearance and, and the, uh, but it's the movement. It, it's not, it's not like a jointed limb, Mm -mm. you know, like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's tentacle like, Mm -hmm. and there's, there's merely the suggestion of feet. When you're yeah. looking at it, I mean, you can't sit here and go, yeah, there's the feet. You kind of see what you would think this is going to be the foot of it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Now, uh, we switch and we go to the Ranker article where it starts talking about it. And they say the night crawlers began to emerge in the limelight in 2007. 
Now, a homeowner in Fresno, California, decided to set up a security camera above the family garage. Now, the man, only known as Jose, wanted to know why his dogs barked at night. Like, the dogs were going crazy. Every night, they they would start barking. So, he wanted to make sure there wasn't an intruder or any strange animals lurking around. He set this camera up, and what he saw the next day, they say, was enough to shock him into calling the police. Now, the footage showed a pair of strange small creatures only a few feet in height, and they walked almost surreally across the screen. And the family members figured it was these things that had caused their dogs to bark so much. That would be a good a good thought. Um, they say neither the family nor the police could figure out what these creatures were. Now, soon the media got a hold of the footage, and the Fresno Nightcrawlers became a phenomenon. The family decided to remain anonymous, in part to avoid the supernatural spotlight, but also in part out of fear. Now, that's something important to to keep in mind. The family stayed anonymous, right? Right. So, as we've talked before, if you're doing something for fame or to to, uh, make money or get popular, you're not going to stay anonymous. You would come out and say, hey, my name's Jose. Here's where I live. Um, give your last name. You would give all your information out there. You would appear on TV, all this kind of stuff. There's one or two photos of the Jose guy talking to a reporter that's interviewing him about it. But I haven't found the video footage of him talking about it. I'm sure it's out there, but I just didn't um, look for it specifically. But I've heard people that try to debunk it say he pestered the police and this um, this journalist for days until they picked up the story and ran it. And that shows that he was making it up just for popularity. I don't okay. think so. I don't believe that. I, I don't either, because I think if you're looking for notoriety or whatever, you you don't involve the police. Right. Okay. You know, even if, even if he called the police and they didn't immediately come, even if he made multiple calls, if I'm doing this and it's, it's a full on hoax, the police are the last people I'm going to call. Sure. Yep. Okay. I don't want them involved at all. Knowing that they may get involved down the line. I'm not going to start there. Right. Okay. Right. Now, understand it's 2007. So just slapping something on YouTube and getting it to go viral, um, it, it wasn't as easy then as it is now. People didn't carry around smartphones in 2007 no. and could just access the Internet at will. YouTube had um, just started getting um, a foothold, too. Yeah. So, you know, a, a journalist, local papers. Um, maybe even the local news, that would be where you would start. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you're, you're not going to start at the police because the police are going to give you the kind of attention that you don't want. Right. And okay? you may have to pester that journalist because if you came up to me as a journalist and said, I've got a picture of some pants walking out in my backyard, I would go, you're crazy. Stop smoking meth and, yeah. and go back to your house. So, yeah, he might have to pester the journalist into looking at the footage and taking him seriously. But if he really wanted the fame, he would have come out 
and given all his information. Yeah. Now, does that alone mean it's not a hoax? No. No. It it just means to me that Jose was probably not in on it if it was. Right. He was just the uh he 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 was he was the one the target maybe. Or, you know, he or he just happened to be the target that caught him. You know, so if somebody's doing this thinking somebody's going to see this, it's like the guy that's out there with a big giant wooden foot yep. stamping Bigfoot prints in the mud, uh, just hoping that somebody wanders by and goes, check it out. You know, we got mm-hmm. Bigfoot prints. You know, so if, if somebody's actually doing that in the hopes that somebody just sees it, um, you know, you're just, you know, Jose was just kind of an innocent bystander in all this. Yeah. And you got to remember, this is early, early on and people didn't have ring doorbells or anything like that. So it wasn't always filming. So if this was a hoax, you've got to think, and we're probably jumping the gun on the hoax thing because we, we got a whole section to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about that and discuss it a little bit more. Um, and so I'll, I'm going to save, I'm going to save my next comment for for that when we go into that. All right. Yep. Cause I've, I've got, I was going to get into something too, but I'll wait on mine as well till we actually get into the hoax thing. Um, now this article goes on to say that in March of 2011, um, Yosemite national park officials were putting up cameras in an attempt to catch trespassers that had been damaging the property. Instead, what they caught was some rather unusual footage. This says, says the security cameras again captured images of pale, small, and armless creatures just walking down one of the park paths. Again, once the media got a hold of the footage, the Fresno nightcrawlers were on everyone's lips once more. The creatures appeared to be the same as the ones that had shown up in the Fresno film, and they appeared to walk and behave in the exact same way. Now, there were a handful of other alleged sightings, but neither Yosemite nor Fresno had them show up anymore on security footage. So, I mean, all, all the comments I have right now go to something we'll talk about later. So, <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get into this more. Yep. Now, I mentioned the Carmel area creature. Um, now, the, this is... Um, they say a puzzling humanoid um, that was sighted in Carmel, Ohio. Now, the Carmel area creature is tall and gray with presumably no arms and large muscular legs. It is bipedal and walks in an odd manner with its backward bending knees. So very, very similar. I mean, you couldn't see backward bending knees in the Fresno footage, but maybe. Now, the witness, a 60-year-old ex-Marine yet to be named, and his wife were driving near Carmel on December 12, 2014, when they came up over a hill and saw a seven-foot-tall, slender, gray creature, which is now known as the Carmel Area Creature. Now, the witness said the following, quote, We recently bought a place in the Fort Hill area in southeast Highland County, We first noticed after about 30 days of living here that we suddenly have a perfect circle that stays fresh green no matter what weather in our front yard. On Friday night, the 12th, we were driving home. After turning on Carmel Road, which leads to our road, we went around the curve by the Carmel Church and then up in a small incline 
and approximately 10 feet over the incline and in front of our truck, the, quote, alien ran across the road and into the woods, end quote. So he's tying a lot of things in together. Um, Mm -hmm. And my first thought is the Carmel Church sounds awesomely tasty. And (laughs) it's like something that would be in a nursery rhyme. You know, you you go into this church and everything's made of caramel and you you can lick the podium and the bend, the pews and stuff. But yeah, the, you know, the, the first church of nougat is just down the street. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I actually prefer the nougat church over the caramel church. No offense (laughs) to the caramel church, but I, I don't know. I'm a nougat fan. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> There's a lot of things wrong with you. It. Like you like three musketeers, don't you? I do, I do. Yeah. Nougat, but I like uh, paydays more than three musketeers. So I don't know what that says. Well, that's just like nougat with a bunch of nuts on it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So salty and nougaty, perfect. Now listen, a chocolatey payday is is probably hands down the the best candy bar ever made. The salty nuts. And chocolate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can top that. My hands it's, down it's the favorite. Salted nut. Yeah, my hands down favorite is a um, Snickers. A nougat, really? caramel, peanuts. Yeah, Snickers is my hands down favorite candy bar ever. Well, you know. But I also like the zero bar. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I the zero bar was always one of those that you're just kind of like. You know, I hadn't had a zero in a minute, and and you pick one up, and it's always pretty good. It's yep. never what I'm going after. I forget that they even exist. It's yeah. I mean, it's a very contentious topic though because you you tell some people and they absolutely hate it and they think you're a weirdo for liking the zero bar. But I even forget that it's there and I like it. I I I just don't go for it. But if you're yeah, not you're- an American, you may not know what a zero bar is, but it's a white chocolate and nougat bar. Yeah, it's all it's all nougat. All Adam's nougat all the nougat time. Nougat fan. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so all of the nougat back to the Carmel Church. Um, now he the other thing he adds in there is the perfect circle of fresh green grass. So it's a fairy circle. Yeah, right. Or the we septic talk- tank. Yeah, or the septic tank. <laughs> but uh, we, you know, we talked about that kind of stuff in our Fay episode where they have their circular areas. So that's another thing that I will get into in the possible um, explanations for it. But just keep that in mind for when we get to that, that this guy not only had a sighting, but he's got a face circle in his yard. But mm-hmm. this thing is apparently what he said, seven feet tall. And the other ones, the Fresno ones were three to four feet somewhere in right. there. So right. either they miscalculated the height of the Fresno ones. He miscalculated this one or there's a discrepancy in type of being and, and there just is, there's more than one height for them. Now, this goes on to say that one thing that viewers seem to agree on, regardless of what people say they are, 
is what the creatures look like. See, they say they seem to have bodies that get up to four feet in height, unless you're the caramel area creature. Um, and one might have been less than two feet tall. So in that footage of the two, there's one that's about four and one that's two to three, maybe a little bit smaller. Now, the night crawlers don't seem to have any arms and their heads and uh, are small compared to the rest of their bodies. So, yeah, kind of like a, a, a little ball sitting on top of two legs. Mm-hmm. Now, this says the night crawlers are also pale in color, perhaps white, and may have two small eyes, which people have found after some footage analysis. So they done contrast changes and stuff and we're able to see what they think are eyes on the little head now above all they are bipedal which indicates for all their strangeness strangeness they are humanoid this has led to the suggestion that they may just be people in costumes based on the fact that they walk like humans i beg to differ on that um we'll talk about that more later but this article says they walk like humans the only way i think they walk like humans walk is because they're bipedal. Yeah. Yeah. They got two legs. That's it. That's, That's really the only connection yeah. that they've got to a human gait pattern. Right. Um, this says they may also be some sort of mutant human, according to others, but their height and mannerisms contradict that notion. Yet again, leaving viewers to wonder about the origin of the night crawlers. Since then, the night crawlers have been strangely quiet. There were no more spooky security footage tapes, and there were no actual encounters. Even though these things were pretty weird, they seemed to be harmless. Nothing was ever damaged by them, and they didn't seem to hurt anyone. In fact, they didn't seem to be at all interested in making human contact. No one had any run-ins with them, and in the history of Fresno, no one has reported having any close encounters with a nightcrawler, although people may maintain to have caught a glimpse of one here or there. So this is kind of alluding to the fact that people, they've said, oh, yeah, I, I, I caught a glimpse of them walking off in the distance, but they've not been captured on footage again, and nobody's had an up-close encounter with them. This goes on to say that another tidbit about night crawlers is that they do not travel alone. Most times when there are cryptid sightings, they are a, a lone creature, just a single Bigfoot running through the woods, or a strange alien coming into your bedroom, for example. Instead, the night crawlers specifically seem to travel in twos. Now, I take some issue with that bit of the article because, as we know, Bigfoots do sometimes travel in groups. But for some, the person writing this article, they're not as initiated into cryptozoology as we are or you as our listener is um so they're just going off of the you know the classic things you hear that the average person would know about bigfoot oh you only see one it's the solitary bigfoot you know um so i take a little bit of issue with that but i can't dog it too much just because this article is not intended to be deep into cryptozoology you know what i mean right yeah this is for your this is for your average person that's just like oh what's this Mm -hmm. yep 
Now, this says that one is generally smaller than the other, which could suggest that one is a child, that one is of a different sex than the other, or perhaps that one is simply dominant over the other. While we may never know, the fact that they come in twos is something that has been observed numerous times. Now, this says, of course, the biggest prevailing theory is that all of this is just some sort of hoax. The creatures do look rather silly and awkward uh, to most, as if they may be some sort of puppet rather than actually alive. While it's never been proven, the videos were weird enough to get the attention of the sci-fi TV show called Fact or Faked, and the paranormal experts set out to examine the video. The analyst watched the creature, um, watched the creatures themselves, and soon figured out that they were indeed only a few feet tall, as had been uh, previously reported. Then they went out looking for an actual encounter, but were unable to find the Nightcrawlers. The sci-fi team tried to recreate the video with many different known hoax techniques. All their attempts to recreate the footage were met with failure. In the end, they decided that the footage would be too difficult to fake, if not impossible, and that the video was authentic. Now, that brings me to one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about, Matt. Mm -hmm. Um I watched a YouTuber by the name of Captain Disillusion. He's this guy with half of his face painted silver like a robot's face. I guess it's part of his shtick, mm -hmm. I assume. Um, but he does videos on debunking other like mysterious videos. He's a good video editor. He does all sorts of stuff about it. And I have to thank Forrest from Astonishing Legends for telling me about this guy. Um, we were talking about something, and Forrest brought it up. And I said, okay, I'll have to check him out. And fun, funnily enough, he had a video on the night crawlers. And he did one with a still camera that he set up outside of his house. And he cropped out the top half of his body. And he, he said, so to me, that's what it is, is, is someone walking. Now, like you and I were talking before the mics went hot, it didn't look that close to what was happening in the video of the Nightcrawlers for me to say that he got it or for me to agree with him and say that his looks exactly like the other one. Because in his video, he's holding a watermelon over his junk and walking stiff-legged around the house, and then he just cropped out the top of his body, okay? Mm -hmm. And he says, it looks just like it. No, it doesn't. Okay, yes, you look like a pair of legs walking with a watermelon head. But the gait is completely different. And I don't think a human could replicate the gait of the Nightcrawlers well enough for you to pull off something like a video edited trick like that. And... If you want to go go check out the Captain Disillusion video, you can watch him do it. Um, I don't believe that what we're looking at is a human in MC Hammer pants walking with a ball on his crotch and then them edit out the top of the body. Yeah, it just there's a lot of reasons why I don't particularly buy that. It, it's it it doesn't uh, it doesn't look like Adam said, close enough. Um, it, it would infer that the person that took the video 
was was in on it mm-hmm. and, and had to do it. Not only did he have to now, you know, here's another thing. Not only would they have had to crop one person's torso out of it, they had to crop two because in the Fresno video, there's two night crawlers. Okay. If I, you know, most people would think, well, if you can do it for one person, you can do it for two, but it just adds some complexity to what you're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. um, making it a little bit more difficult to make the video believable. Personally, I, he may be on the right track. If indeed this is a hoax, I don't think that he necessarily duplicated it. Um, but that may not necessarily be what he was going for. You know, he yep. just wanted to see if he could do it yep. and I think, make it somewhat believable. I think like a lot of debunkers, um, what he did was he got a close approximation to it Yep. where he said, okay, look, you can crop the top of a human out. And then in his mind and the people that, think like him, believe like him, that was close enough. That was good enough. And they didn't go any further. And I like to look a little further into stuff. And and I don't think that it could have been done at the time with home editing equipment. And he didn't take that into account is what equipment did people have at home in 2007. Um, And he didn't replicate the gate. Um, or the weird, it's almost a ghostly maneuver because it's like they're walking, but floating at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's not, uh, a definite step, step, step. The legs are moving, but it's almost like you're walking, doing a walking motion in water where you're not actually connecting with the ground. It's weird. Um, but he did do some alleyway gif of a night crawler um and that that makes its rounds and that's mm-hmm. that's proof to some people that um you know it can be falsified and that it probably is and just because you could do it or or even get close doesn't necessarily mean that the original video was a hoax exactly um you know the the original video was analyzed and they determined mm-hmm. that the video was authentic. Now, again, as I said, the video being authentic doesn't mean it's not a hoax. But I don't, I don't, I don't personally feel like the original Nightcrawler video was an altered or edited video. No. Okay. No. If if it was a hoax, it was something else. Because again, you know, you're you're gonna have to get, you know, the the Jose guy involved. You know, it's mm-hmm. he, he's the one that's got the video of it. So he's going to have to be in on it, you know, along with somebody who can um, do that kind of vid- video editing in 2007. So you're going right. to have to have a connection with somebody who's, um, you know, in that line of work or his, you know, who, who, who has done that at least, you know, on, on some professional level or at least close to it to be able to accomplish that. You know, it's just, I don't know. So I, I, I'm, I'm looking at, at Captain Disillusions. It's, it's cool that he, he was able to do this. I don't think that it's how the original Nightcrawler video was done. No. 
right, folks, let's take a moment and talk about one of tonight's sponsors, Every Plate. Now, if you haven't heard of Every Plate, Every Plate is owned by our other sponsor, HelloFresh, and they are a, a meal delivery kit that lets you experience full plates and even fuller wallets, and that's why it's America's best value meal kit. Every plate makes home cooking easy and affordable as a much cheaper alternative to takeout, but just as delicious. Now, think about it this way. One meal from every plate is the same price as one cup of coffee. Even cheaper if you're if you go to these high-end coffee places. <laughs> hey, that that's right. Get that's one right. of the frou-frou coffees. This is going to be a lot cheaper than that. Yeah, and you know what? Adam and I are we were just talking about this today. It's back to school season. Oh, yeah. Okay. And getting dinner on the table can be a challenge. Okay? Let every plate shop and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a great price. That's true. And busier nights can still include home-cooked meals with most meals coming together in about 30 minutes or less. You're left with more time to tackle the day. Or just take a breather. And that's exactly like Matt was saying. Kids are back in school. People are going back to work. You know that hassle of having to run home from work, get the kid, get back home, and then try to get food on the table, get their homework done, get get them bathed and then in bed. And by the time you're done with all that, it's like midnight and you got to start everything over again in about four hours. So every plate is a great way to deal with that because they send you everything you need. The meals are quick and come together and they taste like you've worked in the kitchen for hours, but it wasn't any time near that. And the kids love doing it too. You can add that to their homework schedule, making them help you cook dinner. Yeah. So my kids always get excited when they see the every plate box on the front porch Mm -hmm. because they know not only is making dinner going to be fun, it's going to be delicious. Right. And you know, it's super easy. I mean, you, you get uh, an easy-to-follow recipe card. You get all the ingredients that you're going to need. You know, simple instructions, and bam, in about 30 minutes, you've got a great home-cooked meal on the table ready to go. Yep. It's fantastic. So you can try every plate along with us for just $1.99 per meal. All you got to do is go to everyplate.com and enter our code GRAVEYARD199. That's G-R-A-V-E-Y-A-R-D-199. You can get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal. That is a great price. All you have to do is go to everyplate.com and enter our promo code GRAVEYARD199. That's G-R-A-V-E-Y-A-R-D-199. But on the note of how it's done, let's get into talking about some of the possible explanations for what this is. And... I'll mention what the what people are saying a possible explanation is, and then we can discuss it a little bit. And I have um, I have one 
that is not on here that I would like to discuss because I think it's it may be more accurate. All right, so one of the first explanations is an alien or an extraterrestrial being. Now, one of the prevailing theories this says about the creatures is that they are aliens. They may move like people sometimes, but analysts think they are too small and move too awkwardly to be humans. Based on their appearance, they don't resemble any known terrestrial creature either. Redditors question why they are here, as they don't seem to be stealing anything, doing anyone any harm, or abducting any person or animals. Theorists wonder if they are alien creatures here to study human life, even though they have never been seen accompanied by UFOs. So this that brought up a good point. Like we were talking about, they they don't move like humans. Mm-hmm. So if they if it's real and there it's not any of the other explanations, an alien is a decent explanation for the the awkward shape, size, and gait of these creatures. And I don't know how you feel about the alien explanation. Honestly, it's as good as any. Um, you know, with, especially with their strange appearance. Um, although I think we're really stretching to get to alien, as as you said, they're they're not ever accompanied with UFO sightings, right? And and it's funny we say they're not ever. I mean, we're really only talking about two instances here. Two, maybe three, yeah. Uh, so I mean, we're really not looking at a large body of evidence that you know they they've been here for any length of time or are all that prevalent. So you, you begin to make inferences like, well, maybe they're here to study human life and behavior. What if they're just lost? You know. Yeah, if, right. If they're right. aliens, you know, what if they're just like, what the hell? Where did? How did we get here? Yeah, right. Doop, 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 Let's doop. hurry up they and get walking back down the hill. Yep. I mean, who knows? I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of in, inferences that are going to have to be done um, on these creatures, but I don't know. Alien is not a bad explanation to me, but. I don't know that. I don't know that it, it fits enough with this is going to sound stupid, that it fits enough with what we know about aliens. <laughs> Doesn't it, yeah. Isn't that the stupidest thing I've ever said? <laughs> it's it's ball lightning, Adam. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, That's what we're it is. Gonna, we're we're, we're going to explain one thing with something that we can't explain. <laughs> Yep, exactly. <laughs> so on the on the note of explaining something with something we also can't explain, um, my theory is what if they are fey? Now, I the more research we do on stuff, the more I come back to thinking that an explanation that could explain all cryptids and aliens is fey. The Fey Realm, because a Fey Realm is so huge. And if we're to believe that the Fey Realm does exist, we did an episode and we covered a ton of them. But mm-hmm. 
that didn't even scratch the surface right. of the type of fae that are out there. And if the fae exist, we might not know. We may think we know, oh, here's all the kinds, you know, goblins and gremlins. and But there may be a lot that we don't know about. So being that these creatures look very ethereal, mm-hmm. they, they are seen in Fresno and Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And then this one guy, the Carmel area, he's out in the wilderness and he's got a fey ring in his yard and mm-hmm. all this. What if these are actually like fey from natural areas that we're not meant to see, but they are protectors of that area or they are scouts of that area or something like that? I'll do you one better. Okay. What if they're fey and we're only seeing half of them? I mean, that that's highly possible. If they're Part, just they're blinking them, into our realm. They're in between and yeah. and the two the two sightings that we attribute to night crawlers we're actually just seeing um like half of whatever whatever creature it might be. Mm-hmm. The other half is still in the the fey realm. Yep. And just for whatever reason, they they blipped over a few times and they were caught on video. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't know. It does it it doesn't make any sense at all, but no. you know, it's, everything it's, we're saying sounds silly, but <laughs> it's fun to think about it that way. I mean, you know, there I mean, otherwise you say it's the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's literally just pants walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if if we're going to put a paranormal uh, explanation on this, then I, I think Faye, um, like I said, with aliens, it, it you know, yeah, it, it's as good as any other explanation. Yep. And because I added the Faye and they didn't, I I like to think Faye is more accurate. Um, so I'm going to stick with the Fey, and yeah. if anybody wants to jump on my Fey boat, they they are welcome to. And but you know I um, you may not be ready for this. Um, I I think I tend to think more, um, paranormal, uh, more spirit related. Yep. Yep. Um, that maybe you're you're not seeing a full apparition. Most of the time when you hear people with reports of an apparition, you see faces and torsos and arms Yep. and you yep. don't see legs. What if this was a situation where we just see the legs mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason? Um, I mean, if you can just see a partial apparition from, the chest up or the waist up why couldn't you see one from the waist down yep exactly um, and 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 that i like that more because of the way they move mm-hmm. um you know it it's not going to be a, a traditional gait we're not concerned about bones and joints and and mm-hmm. things like that we're more talking about an an image that's passing through so, 
it it may appear that it doesn't move with the same uh jointedness that human legs would it's got more of a fluidity to it again i don't know but i i tend to lean more towards that that we're looking at something spectral as opposed to something concrete i like like, that explanation you know like a like a cryptid or an alien um it's just it's just food for thought um well there are uh accounts of there was somebody in in Italy or or something like that. They they were in their basement, and they, this happened a couple times, where they saw from the waist down a troop of Roman soldiers walking across their basement, and they were up t- kind of toward the ceiling of the basement. When they looked into the planning of that area during uh, the time that the Romans would be marching in their legions, they they had the street level up higher than where they were standing because they were in their basement. So the street level would have been where their torso, their torso and everything up, like waist up, would have been in the ceiling, mm-hmm. you know, walking through the next room. So Maybe if they had been in the room above, they would have just seen torsos moving along the floor. But they were walking the level of that old Roman road, and all you could see was the bottom part of a Roman legion walking through the basement. And, I mean, that's possible here, too. But I, I do like that thought of it being an apparition or part of an apparition that we just caught on camera. And that's the reason that we haven't seen them more often is because they are not a being here. They are paranormal in nature. And we just got lucky and Jose got lucky and caught them on that camera. Mm-hmm. Um, now the next, the next couple of explanations they have, I don't, I don't like it all. So this says a new species, possibly a primate with short arms. I don't like this explanation (laughs) with, with short arms with how about non-existent arms? Yeah. With none arms. Um, you look at the footage, you can tell right away. This is not a primate of any kind walking at all. Yeah. Um, There's no way that this, this is a, flesh and blood animal and it's kid or whatever walking because a if there were a species like that there would be more sightings like we have of bigfoot there's a lot of sightings of bigfoot we haven't proven that it exists but there are a bunch of sightings out there now i know this was only 2007 but Fresno is not an uninhabited place. So yeah, right. if this were, you know, a creature living there or even Yosemite National Park, that's not a, a park that doesn't have visitors. They've got a lot of visitors. So there would be more sightings than these couples. So I don't like the it's a new species of primate argument at all. 
the the next one I like even less because they call it a misidentified deer standing upright. I I don't see where they got that at all. No, I mean if you look at uh if you look at a picture of deer standing on their back legs, yeah, if you just crop it off at the upper hip area of the deer and down, it's two spindly legs. But how are people missing the top half of the deer? I've never known a deer to wear MC hammer pants. So <laughs> I I don't. They're dancing machines, Adam. I know, man. Stop. It's hammer deer time. So I, I don't like that. I, I don't like that that's even considered as an explanation for the night crawlers a misidentified deer standing upright how far do you have to go to hit that fruit that's not a low-hanging fruit that's a that's a fruit that doesn't exist yep i i just i don't like it now this next one maybe but they say pants and or puppet on a wire okay um as far as the motion of the legs go, mm-hmm. if you were, if you're puppeting something with legs and you're making it walk, I can kind of see that being the motion, but both of these were out like in an open area. So where would the puppeteer be right. to move these around? and you're telling me there's somebody puppeting some pants out in Yosemite National Park, you yeah. know, in front of in front of one camera that they had just put up. And that's another thing when we we'll talk about with the, the idea of a hoax. We, we've talked a lot about Jose having needed to be in on it. What about the park rangers? Yep. I really don't think that, you know, a a national park ranger is or rangers is going to be involved in a hoax like this no but you're right if it's if it's somebody puppeting something like that um where are they mm-hmm. you know they're you know well i've already said well they could crop out half of a person's body where you okay you're gonna crop out two whole persons yeah and the strings yeah moving and- moving these things and they don't they don't traverse a really short distance. I mean, they, they move for a, a while. Um, so somebody's going to have to do, it. I mean, you know, what are you going to do drones? You know, you fly mm-hmm. them way high and you get them. Just, that, that seems extraordinarily difficult. Um, and you couldn't buy drones like that in 2007. True enough. So I don't, and- I don't necessarily think it's a puppet. No, but I'll tell you this: if it's if it's some kind of remote control device that somebody could pilot, a you know, and be off camera, I don't see that it could move like that. No, it no. would it would have to be jointed. Yes, and yep. fairly sophisticated. Yeah, and like like I'm starting to say earlier that I'm holding for this. 
we didn't have ring doorbells and everything at the time. So somebody would either have had to have known that Jose put up cameras just that night, B, that Jose was in on it, or they're just doing it and hoping that somebody sees it, not planning on it being filmed. And if that's the case, they wouldn't have gone to extreme measures to hide what they were doing because they'd think, oh, it's at night. Somebody would just barely see it. We have video footage that we can go back and analyze to to look for people pulling a hoax like that off in the background doing something. So I don't, I don't hold to the fact that it was anything like that. I mean, maybe we could be looking at a hoax. I'm not saying that we're not, but there would have to be a lot of conditions that fell into place for us to have this video. And I'm not seeing all of those things falling into place. Yeah. And you keep opening this door, and I keep wanting to jump right through it. So I'm going to jump through it now. All right. One thing to consider, Jose put up the camera, or so he says, because something was making his dogs bark. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that means that something was happening multiple times. Okay? It may be not consecutive nights, but at least often enough that it had become a problem. Mm-hmm. So Jose says, I'm going to put up a camera and see if I can see what it is. So let's say, for example, it's it's a raccoon or, you know, some other kind of, you know, nocturnal animal. The dogs get excited and start barking because the raccoon comes back. What are the chances that the night that he puts up the camera is the very last night that this occurs, that that raccoon does never come back. That coyote has decided, look, I've been here for a week. Uh, I'm done here and it's time for me to go. What are the chances? Okay. You know, the whole purpose he said, well, for the camera was to find out what's making his dogs bark. So he catches them on video and then they go away. Mm -hmm. That seems suspicious. Yeah, that that is one thing that I cannot get past because it it says they they did not show up in Fresno again, or at least not right. for Jose. So, boy, that's that's really convenient that you just happened to catch them on the last night they were there. Right, right. So I mean, that, so that's I don't the one know thing what that I don't says. Like. <laughs> you know, I I don't know what that says that. Does it say, yeah, this is for sure a hoax or this is uh, something intelligent enough to know that it was caught on camera and now there's a camera there so it doesn't come back? I, I don't I don't uh, know what yeah. it says, but I, I agree with you. It's very weird that it was happening multiple times before and then didn't happen again. Yeah. So it just, you know, it just by chance, you know, mm-hmm. caught them on the last night of the tour. I guess. Yep. Yep. Super lucky break. Mm-hmm. Almost too lucky for me. Yep. Almost. And that's why I go back and forth on it is yeah. because there's there's no good explanation one way or another. What is not a good explanation is this next one. It says, a bird walking like a crane. <laughs> not a crane. A bird walking like one. 
Right, right. No, I'm I'm right. joking. It's, couldn't it, be it's exa- <laughs> the example couldn't is be a crane. A crane. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be uh couldn't be a crane. It's a bird walking like a crane. Yeah. It's a peacock that has decided I'm gonna walk like this crane. Yep. I'm a crane tonight and I'm gonna do that. So no need to spend much time on that one, but that one doesn't I mean So okay, so if you if you painted a crane's legs white threw some pants on it mm-hmm. and then blacked out the top half that is white maybe okay maybe yep but now, you know you ever seen a crane's legs they're very skinny yeah they don't look like this no you know they might barely be able to like see this. them you'd barely be able to see them in that footage if, yeah i don't if i don't with that i don't think you would you would see any any animal like this that would be that stark white appearance you know even with what is obviously a, a night vision camera you know from the green hue of the video um you know these things almost glow yep so i just you know i don't yeah the bird thing uh, i don't i don't know yep. that for a minute and the next one you won't buy is a person wearing big pants and walking on stilts so my so- problem with that is how have you ever seen stilts that bend yeah no like uh, stilts would be a very stiff movement like this just bink 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 walking these actually move there's a bend to them Mm -hmm. and i've never seen a pair of stilts that bend and so if you wanted to get somebody big wearing big pants walking on stilts okay but it, the gait would not be the same. And I keep coming back to that. Every time somebody tries to say it's this or it's this, the gait cannot be replicated. Right. So, yeah, now it's I don't see where it's still. I don't I don't even see how that's how, how they would do that. You know uh, what? The person's on the pants on the stilts down below. The person's up high, mm-hmm. you know. They're not walking off of the ground. No. So it's not like the guys, you know, you see the legs moving four feet off the ground or something. Right. I don't even know how they got to that. I don't either. Now, we go back to the article, and it says one of the more interesting answers to many nightcrawler questions actually has to do with local Native American legend. Now, according to tribe members that live near Fresno, the nightcrawlers are beings that have pretty much always lived on Earth, even before human beings got there. According to these myths, the nightcrawlers have long legs that allow them to move through difficult or boggy landscapes because they are swamp world beings. Legend has it that the beings are part of our world now in order to rebuild a connection between human beings and our natural surroundings as a sort of peace bringer. While they don't seem to have made any noticeable efforts of doing this so far, the fact that stories about them have existed for generations indicates that they might be nothing new to Fresno. Now, I've seen some things about this being debunked where people are like, nope, nope, they didn't say that. That's not what they said. Doesn't happen. But, I mean... I've only seen that once or twice where people are like, no, uh, the Native Americans around that area did not say that, uh, that that's not in their lore. But I've also found a couple times where it is. Um, 
And to to kind of keep going further on that, there are Nightcrawler statues. Now, this says one other odd little piece of this puzzle might relate back to the Native American lore about the beings. Sometime after the sightings occurred, a series of photos depicting statues that looked like the creatures popped up online. They are carved in wood and may be of Native American origin, perhaps depicting the swamp beings described by several Fresno Native locals. What's more is that they seem to be photographed in multiple places, perhaps even internationally. So. Not the beings, but these statues were photographed in multiple places. Unfortunately, no one seems to know where these statues um, that were photographed are actually located. The photos themselves were passed to a source in Florida by a woman in New Jersey. There are also rumors the statues are near a DMV somewhere in California. It is still unknown where these uh, various statues are or who made them. Um, and if they have any connection to the night crawlers. So that if that that old lore is true, that kind of fits with my Fay thinking. And it explains the legs because they're swamp beings and they're here. That's why they didn't really hurt anything or anybody, is because they're actually here to bring peace. And you and I, we, we go back to indigenous people's legends for a lot of things because it lets you know that it's not a new thing, that people aren't just now in the age of technology coming up with this. Like Bigfoot, there are stories of Bigfoot for millennia, a large bipedal creature. Now, if there are stories of nightcrawler type beings from Native American legends for centuries, then why is that any different than a Bigfoot legend? I don't think it is. I don't think it is any different. Um, you know, and, and the statues are very compelling. Um, it'd be a lot. It's oddly interesting to me that nobody seems to be able to go, oh, those statues are right, right here. Right. If you're um, in California and you've seen them, send us pictures. I mean, they they certainly don't look fake. No. And, and I mean, you know, I don't see really any reason for them to be faked. Um, you know, but when you when you look at the statues, um, you know, you, you just see essentially the 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 night crawler shape depicted in in wood it's funny the statues almost look like large pieces of of driftwood or tree root that has been you know mounted upright mm-hmm. um but there's obviously with the way they're positioned it, there's obviously some there was some purpose and intent behind them Right. It wasn't just like, right. hey, look at this cool piece of wood. Hey, if you hold it up like this, it looks like it's walking. Well, let's let's just stick it up right here. Well, there's multiples. Right. right. Um, well, there's there's two. Um, you can see a pair of the statues, which is also interesting, you know, that in, in a lot of the pictures you see of these particular statues, there are two of them. 
Mm-hmm. It's like we see the night crawlers. A big one and a smaller one. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's really it's really odd. Um but it's it's a lot of fun to uh you know to kind of debate and wonder um you know is this real is it a hoax is it a spirit is it an alien is it a native american uh peace bringer whatever mm-hmm. i mean you know the 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 stories abound and i think it it's going to continue until we have another sighting or so right i'll uh, i'll put a picture of a compilation picture of the Nightcrawler statues on Patreon um, for our patrons there to look at. If you're not a patron, you can go over there and join to see them or just Google them um, and find them. But I don't know, Matt, I don't think we solved anything here tonight. Um, I don't think we set out to solve anything, though. Um, But it is that time of the episode, like Matt always normally says is where we ask you what do you guys think what is your explanation for the night crawlers do you believe that it's literally something and what is it if it is or do you think it's a hoax do you think like the captain disillusion guy that it's just video editing that we've blown out of proportion um Matt, what what do you land closer to? Like, what is the closest explanation for you as to what this is? I I still I still land the closest to spirit. Mm-hmm. That that out of all the explanations, out of all the theories, I still go with with it's an apparition of some type. Sure. You know, there's it's not a physical a physical being. Um, I think that's part partly why no one's ever interacted with them. I think that's why it's so sparse. You know, there we only have two, maybe three sightings. Um it it fits for me. If if it's legitimate and not a hoax, that that's where I'm that's where I'm pointing. Yeah. I like that. Um, that to me is, is is my second because I think that's a very logical explanation. Logic for graveyard tales. What we what we talk about, what we cover, and you've got to be somewhat of a believer to either think that this could be real or to go with Matt's explanation or mine, and you know. I think y'all know mine kind of sticks to the fey realm, a a natural being like the Native Americans have said that it it's always been here, it will always be here. It's a protector spirit. Um, I kind of I kind of tend to go with that that this it's some type of fey, some type of ancient being. But again, you've got to believe that this isn't a hoax, and I. I can't like there's some things we do like Sasquatch that I can say I I, we've got enough information that I don't believe these are hoaxed. Sure, there are some hoaxes out there, but I don't believe that all Bigfoots are hoaxes. So I think there's something there Mm -hmm. with the Nightcrawlers. I can't say that because 
there is such a dearth of information. We only have two videos. We don't have any firsthand encounters, really. We don't have any physical. We have nothing. So I can't make a determination one way or another. But if I think they're real and I'm, I'm thinking the best of Jose here that he didn't fake it, then I, I think it go, comes down to some spirit. But w- what do you guys think? Dude, let us know. Um, you can hit us up social media or where else, Matt? Where can they hit us up? So the best place to uh, to tell us these theories is, of course, in our Facebook group. Um, go on Facebook, search Graveyard Tales. You're going to find the official site of the show, um, but you're also going to find the Graveyard, which is our our Facebook group. It is a fantastic place. A lot of people get in there and share weird experiences. They share jokes. They, you know, just whatever. And it's a safe place. You're not going to be, you know, shunned or talked down to or told you're stupid or crazy. Everybody right. is just there to share these experiences and, and, and people talk about it. It's, it's a really great place. But you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Just go search Graveyard Tales. And you can check out our website, which is graveyardpodcast.com. And on our website, you can listen to the show. Uh, You can find links to purchase Graveyard Tales merchandise, and you can become a patron. And we always like to thank everyone who has donated their hard-earned money to support this show. You have no idea how much it means, and it literally keeps Adam and I going to make bigger and better content for you guys. Don't forget mm-hmm. to rate and review us on iTunes. It brings us up the chart uh, and it makes it easier for people to find the graveyard. So until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard. See you soon.